Hello, welcome to the Farido Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Pham. Today we'll be talking about the lynchings of ethnic Amer- Mexican-Americans in America, especially in Texas, where um, ethnic Mexicans were known as Tijanos. I think this is a cool topic that we're delving deep in today, because um, recently there's been a lot of attacks on minorities, especially Asian-Americans, but also Latinx people in America. So um, I think this is a great topic to cover. Um, shout out to um, Asian American community right now because um, yesterday there was an attack on eight Asian Americans left dead by a Caucasian male in Atlanta. So prayers to them and let's get started. Section 1 Tano Lynchings of the Past. Since the signing of the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo in 1848, there have been thousands of lynchings of Mexicans especially in the state of Texas. Second to African-Americans, ethnic Mexicans were the most targeted group in American lynchings. But this fact changes in context, as according to the essay entitled, When Race and Matter, Black and White Mob Violence Against Their Own Color, ethnic Mexicans were twice as likely than African-Americans to be lynched by white mobs. While white mob lynchings were commonality in the 1800s, a complex form of swift justice against all different ethnicities there was, by the evidence, a clear correlation between the targets of white mob violence and ethnic Mexicans. Many brave Chicanx people tried to address these problems of ethnic Mexican lynchings, and one such person is Francisco P. Ramirez in the 1850s. He threw his newspaper, El Clamor Publico, who regularly condemned the lynchings of ethnic Mexicans and the spreading hate against local law enforcement. There were also many vigilantes at the time who were also ethnic Mexicans who took matters into their own hands against Caucasians in the community because of the oppression of ethnic Mexicans in America. Straying away from the 1800s, in the 1900s, the lynching of ethnic Mexicans were still a serious problem, and many different Chicanx groups became more organized to combat this. Some examples include La Agrupacion, a group dedicated to protecting ethnic Mexicans from Anglo aggression, such as through the law and the physical and La Liga Protectora Latina, found in Arizona, protecting Latinx rights. While the rise of civil rights movements supported Chicanx people evolved around the early 1900s, being the frontiersmen to the organizations such as LULAC, as we know, in the course, and movements such as the Chicano movement from the mid-1900s, tensions between Tejanos and Caucasian Texans were at an all-time high in the early 1900s. At the height of the lynchings around the 1910s, a vigilante white community known as the Texas Rangers arised, who indiscriminately slaughtered ethnic Mexicans in Texas. And those ethnic Mexicans who still live in the region of Texas know these heights of lynchings as Hora de Sangre, or Hour of Blood. Even through the Texas Rangers essentially taking out violence on instant Tejanos without any due process in court, the Texas government never condoned these actions at the time. It was only because of the work of ethnic Mexican Texan House of Representatives Jose Canales that the issues were brought up to the federal government and that the federal government intervened in Texas and ended the violent acts of the Texas Rangers. Due to the growing tensions between Tejanos and white settlers in Texas that have been brewing for decades since the signing of the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo, a vigilante group known as the Texas Rangers took matters into their own hands confiscating the properties of Tejanos and murdering them, whether they were innocent or not. 
The violence of lynchings that the Texas Rangers set into motion is almost unmeasurable, but I will give you some examples to truly show how gruesome these events truly were in Texas. In this information of the examples that are located on Professor John Gonzalez's Refusing to Forget website. One lynching event took place on September 28, 1915 in Hidalgo country where Texas Rangers took 10 Tejano prisoners and lynched them, letting them rot for months. The worst part is, some of these Texas Rangers became big shots within the Texas police force, one such name being A.Y. Baker, who became the Hidalgo country sheriff in 1915. Not to mention, the local Texas government called these Texas Rangers quote-unquote loyal rangers and never condemned their, these actions until decades later. The Texas Rangers did not just lynch ethnic Mexicans, but the fear and threats from Texas Rangers discouraged Tejano presence in the polls. One account highlights, during the 1918 election, the voters of Alice, Texas, in terms of voting from ethnic Mexicans, went from 300 to merely 60 voters. Just as African Americans were sugared off to vote in the polls in the 1800s from groups such as the Ku Klux Klan, ethnic Mexicans were scared off of the polls through groups such as the Texas Rangers. During the year of 1919, effort by State Representative Jose Canales proposed a bill against the Texas Rangers and filed 19 charges against the force. While the bill did not pass, the hearing's evidence was so violent that the Texas Rangers ultimately disbanded their acts filled in, filed into the state record and that the Texas House of Representatives refused to print out the case as the evidence was so violent and reflected extremely poor on the Texas Rangers, which they have supported for years. Jose Canales played a huge part in the fall of the Texas Rangers, being one of the first ethnic Mexicans in American politics at the time, and went on to form huge, important civil rights organizations important for ethnic Mexicans, such as LULAC in the 1920s. One of the most horrifying atrocities of the Texas Rangers during the height of Hora de Sangre that truly highlights the racial tensions between the Latinx and white communities in Texas is the La Matanza lynchings of 1915. In the Rio Grande Valley, tensions blew up as Texas Rangers were unjustly arresting Tejano people and their various properties, including cattle, their social status, and their land. This led to the slaughtering of hundreds of innocent Tejanos in the area, and after these events, the massacres were so atrocious that the United States Army arrived in Texas to stop the Texas Rangers and these lynchings against Tejanos. This event acts as a reminder of the struggles and discrimination against Latinx people in America, and this event has been memorialized in many Texas areas as a reminder of the Tejanos that have lost their lives during the events of La Matanza. Some of these memorials include, but are not limited to, one located at the Bob Bullock State History Museum in Austin, and a memorial marker in San Benito. One of the clearest examples of the effects of the Texas Rangers on politics is in terms of the presidency. The President of the United States during the La Matanza Massacre of 1915, Woodrow Wilson, thought that the situation was so severe that he sent United States Army to protect Tejanos from the Texas Rangers. There are also very important politicians that contribute to in the Latinx community in terms of representation and the end of the Tano lynchings in the 1900s. And one of the Texas representatives, Jose Canales, was a big part of this, who condemned Tano lynchings and was a huge factor to Wilson's decision to send in the U.S. Army into Texas. Ever since these events, future presidents have gradually increased focus on topics of illegal immigration in terms of the Mexican border and rights for minorities. Whether or not this gradual focus on Latinx illegal immigration was for better or worse in terms of policy making. There is no doubt 
that the shedding light on these issues in the struggles of the Latinx community is for the better of America, especially during the events of the Tejano lynchings, as it's a precursor for the social consciousness, consciousness of Latinx rights and culture. Also, these set movements in terms of promoting Latinx um, equality, such as Chicano movement in the 1950s, which arise in response to the massacres and discrimination, such as the La Matanza massacre. Another effect of these lynchings includes the increase of representation of ethnic Mexicans in political roles. There have been increasingly Latinx representations in state and federal Congress and House of Reps, some of which, which have changed the course of American history. To name a few, Jose Ramos, who helped moderate issues such as the Cuban crisis, Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor of the Supreme Court, and Senator Ted Cruz, who has played a pivotal role in the Senate. Even in my local area, the school board president is a Mexican-American. Due to the pivotal influences of politicians such as Jose Canales and the Tejano lynchings, these early politicians have set the stage for the current ethnic Mexicans we see today in every level of American politics. And events such as the Tejano lynchings are evidence of the growing importance and integration of Latinx immigrants within the United States. Section 2. Ethnic Mexican Lynchings in Regards to the Modern Day There are many Latinx professors that are shedding light on the Tejano lynchings in Texas in the modern day, and one such figure is Professor Ken Gonzalez. For the past six years, Professor Ken Gonzalez has created a sort of holiday called Ken Gonzalez Day, in which he exhibits the spots of Tejano lynchings in the 1900s, as well as contemporary photos of those who perpetrated the lynchings void of the Tejanos who were lynched referred to as erase lynchings. Works like these allow us today to understand the struggles that the Latinx community has suffered in America, dating back to the deep-rooted histories of America's untold stories. King Gagal's Day acts not as a reminder, but also a lesson of how mundane and casual these lynchings were at the time, and how now Latinx equality has improved from that time. But still, these memories are deeply rooted and racism is passed down through generation and generations in America, and this highlights the serious nature of systematic racism within the United States. These stories and struggles of Latinx people within the United States, simply put it, become more relevant day in and day out. During the tenures of the last three presidencies, President Obama, Trump, and even Biden's presidency, illegal immigration of Chicanx people has become such a heated topic. On top of this, all the presidents, especially Trump, have put many restrictions on illegal immigrants crossing the Mexican border. Even recently on the news, President Biden, even in his small stint in office, has been bearing minors who have illegally traveled the U.S. from the Mexican border without their parents. ICE has been constantly relevant in the news, really cracking down on illegal Latinx immigrants in the United States, and in many cases, these removals have been brutal from the physical and mental point of view. I think it's important especially in the context of systemic racism of Latinx people in America, to understand why there is such a huge sentiment in America against immigration. Events such as the Tejano lynchings in 1900s have set the tone to, for discrimination against Latinx people in America, clearly a sentiment that is unjust and outdated. And events like these need to be highlighted or to demonstrate to the American citizens that it's not just the Latinx people that have struggled against discrimination, but also the fact that discrimination and equality due to ethnicity are horrible social constructs. It should not even be 
an issue in the first place. To the to community, learning about the Tejano lynchings allows us to put in our sh- put on the shoes of the Latinx community and allows people to understand that the Latinx community of immigrants are as human as any of the rest of us. All of us, even those of European descent, we're all immigrants to the United States. And when you realize that there is discrimination against immigrants in the United States, you start to understand how crazy it is that immigrants are suppressing other immigrants. The tale of Tejanos being lynched in Texas by hate groups such as the Texas Rangers isn't a fairy tale story. But these events highlight the struggles for inequality Latinx people have faced in America for centuries. The lynching should act as a reminder of what those before us fought for in terms of equality and how we should carry on their legacies of the true American dream where everyone, no matter their background and ethnicity, can have the have better lives in the United States. The sources of this podcast include Tuesday, William D. Carnegie and Clive Webb's Mexican Perspectives on Mob Violence in the United States in Globalizing Lynching History, pages 53 to 67. Paul Grave McMillan, New York, 2011. Ken Gonzalez Day of 2012, 5 minutes. La Matanza, Texas, 2017, 2 minutes video. Gonzalez Johns, February 21, 2013, Confusing to Forget website. Romero Simmons, March 2, 2019, Lynch mobs killed Latinos across the West. The fight to remember these atrocities is just starting by the New York Times.